I'm back. Uh, you're with me, Bezo, on Sports Saturday um, from three o'clock. It is actually four minutes past three. Now, I have two very special guests in the studio this afternoon who are just about uh, to introduce themselves. First, we have a young lady called... Sue Marshall. And a young man called... Martin Dawes. Martin Dawes. Sue and Martin, um, they are here and they are res- representing um, a lesser-known charity that is based in Sidmouth called... Gateway. Gateway. Okay, now Gateway is a charity very close to my heart, um, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to leave it up to these two people because it has evolved in the last two years since I used them. So first of all, I'm going to ask Sue um, just to give me a basic outline of what Gateway is all about, if you wouldn't mind. Okay, so uh, Gateway is a charity that helps those people that are homeless or those pay- people facing eviction and the potential for homelessness. And we offer support and advice and uh, a listening ear. So people can refer themselves to us. We have referrals from statutory agencies, schools, social workers. And basically we act as um, an agency that links people to statutory services and provides ongoing support through the period that they're facing homelessness through to finding them a home. Excellent. Um, So I take it you get, um, obviously I was referred by my GP um, and I had absolutely no idea that um, you existed. Um, But um, when I was with Gateway, there were all walks of life. Uh, It wasn't just, it wasn't just people. I mean, I was there with um, people who obviously were homeless, but they were recovering um, not being horrible alcoholics, uh, recovering um, uh, drug addicts, um, and <clears throat> at the moment, how, do you know roughly how many clients you we've have got, got? We've got about 20 clients at the moment. 20 clients? Uh, in, on an ongoing basis, yeah, mm-hmm. with us at the moment. We see about 70 a year. 70 a year? Yeah, and that's as you identify all sorts, because I think people immediately think of the rough sleepers, which on a day like this one thinks about. But then you've also got all the people who are nearly homeless or those who are falling out of their accommodation in one way or another. Exactly. Um, I did a um, leaflet handout um, uh, a couple of years ago um, when I was homeless, and I said to the people I was giving out the leaflets to, uh, if I was to tell you I was homeless, you wouldn't mm. think I was. It's the stereotypical homeless person is someone in a doorway um, with a little cardboard sign up saying, you know, donations gratefully received. Um, so um, homelessness can affect anyone. And um, it's not just the people who are, you know, in the streets. It's not just the very obvious people. It's That's not. quite mm. a small proportion of the people that we see. Mm-hmm. It's people of all ages, you know, from late teens through to their 80s, who mm-hmm. come to a crisis in their, their home for a variety of reasons, some of which you've touched on. Yes. Others might be eviction orders from landlords, family breakdown, and increasingly, obviously, people that are getting into debt with the financial crisis that a lot of people are facing at the moment. Absolutely. Um, So if you don't mind me asking, um, Sue and Martin, uh, how long have you volunteered? Because it is obviously a voluntary uh, basis for you guys. Uh, How long have you been volunteering now? Well, I'm very new to Gateway. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was only recruited sort of March this year. Okay. And I was encouraged by the people I spoke to that have been working with Gateway and... 
Um, you know, I really see if, if you haven't a home or you're worried about your home and whether it's secure, then it affects so much of your life. Um, yes. You know, be that schooling for children or work or your financial security that I, I felt um, really inspired by the work that Gateway is doing and so wanted to join myself. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I've been in about a year mm-hmm. and I think what you're seeing is a slight movement of what's happening with Gateway. Absolutely. Because as you said, we're a charity. We're probably the Sid Valley's latest charity. We've yes. only just got the authorization, mm-hmm. And that marks a process that eight years ago, um, two rough sleepers died in Sidmouth. Right, and there was exactly. a considerable local effort mm. um, through churches and other interested bodies to say, right, we need eyes on. We need mm. eyes on this problem. We need them on people who can see problems on the street. And that's initially how it started on a very voluntary, that kind of effort. Yeah. Let's, let's try and help and, and prevent harm. Then it became much more <coughs> of a sort of like we started realising there's all these other issues yes. and people. So, and as you become, move into that more charitable field, you need different sets of volunteers. And that's one of the appeals we make now. We, we yeah. try and get volunteers who can bring an expertise and knowledge. It's not necessarily about being on the streets at night with rough sleepers. It's about other things that we need as we go into a, a slightly more institutional, but much more legal, um, properly based organisation that has the volunteers, but also some expertise to back it up, like Mm -hmm. financial or, um, you know, maybe even like um, social media or other things like that, Mm -hmm. that can make make, make people more aware and make make it easier, more space for the volunteers. So they're not having to do that stuff. No, no. Um, Just touching on the deceased, um, you obviously mentioned Mm. a couple of deceased homeless sleepers. Mm. Um, uh, I, I think that probably would have provoked quite a um, unbelievable reaction from quite a lot of the demograph in Sidmouth, mm. um, because um, not being rude to Sidmouth, it's quite a rich demograph, yeah. um, and I think people like to ignore that there is, in fact, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a homeless situation in such a wealthy town. Um, and I think I was speaking to one of your colleagues, um, and how many um, actual homeless people um, are in Sidmouth? She said there was, I think it was about 30. Mm. Is, this, is this a true yeah. number? Yeah, absolutely, it's a true number. The numbers do vary. I, mean, mm-hmm. I said to you earlier, we were seeing 20 clients at the moment. But yeah. yes, we have gone up to seeing 30 at one time. Right. So, and so, also, yeah. you, you should know, I mean... Um, Certain clients take a lot more work. Yes. <laughs> frankly, yeah, they soak up an awful lot of effort. Yes, and I, think that, I, I think I was actually one of those. Yeah, well, well, good for you. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, basically, obviously, you know, there are some people who come in and want a listening ear. Yes. And, and they, they get that. And that's part of the actual brief of Gateway is to be you know, mm-hmm. friendly, open, listening, and then also direct people where to go if need be. Yeah. Obviously, there are some who on the streets, and, and you will have... A lot of people have experienced this. You sort of say to someone, uh, "Can I get you a coffee?" I say, "I don't want a coffee. I get my own things." Can you, you know, or, or, you know, can you get me a beer? And you say, well, "Obviously not yes. um, on this occasion." Yes. But there, there are people who will take a lot of more effort, who may actually be refusing the most obvious help, mm-hmm. um, and and it's that kind of engagement. But making sure there's still eyes on because we want to prevent harm. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and I think um, there's a there's a chap actually in Sidmouth who I. Um, like you said, I asked, um, could I buy him a coffee? Mm. And he said, I'd rather earn 
the, the yeah. money to to um to buy myself much and you wanted to be independent mm. which i think you know is is a glorious thing for someone in that situation uh, to have such a, a a dignified approach uh to facing his problems uh so yes uh people uh people like that um really do you know make other people feel very humble mm. uh, which is which is very nice um so Yes, um, so I'm here with uh, Martin and Sue. I'm going to play another song and then we're going to come back to um, a bit more um, seriousness, uh, which is quite a, quite a first for my show. I'm usually <laughs> taking the mick out of myself. But um, uh, obviously, if you want to text the studio, you can text me on 07565 825 041 and ask questions or just want to shout out. Um, and obviously, after the show is finished, uh, a podcast will be available um, as from Monday, uh, so you can listen into uh, anything that you want to uh, repeat or uh, uh, help yourselves to um, getting in touch uh, with Gateway, which we will focus on uh, a little bit more after the next tune. When you're so in love, Sometimes you gotta take a chance to break through And when the world is not enough That's what gives you everything or breaks you Feeling empty, feel used It's like we're running on fumes A little broken, confused But one thing I know for sure Ain't giving up And I'm back. 
Okay, um, just going to give you a quick update because um, actually rain has stopped and uh, England are resuming the ashes on their fourth day. And I can tell you that it is currently uh, Australia 133 for four. Uh, so they are 142 runs behind with six wickets remaining. Now, if all goes to plan and England don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, uh, we could level the Ashes series going into the fifth and final test in a few days' time. So that is quite exciting. Uh, and if you watched the Lionesses uh, play this morning against Haiti uh, over in Australia for the uh, Women's World Cup, you will find that they won 1-0 uh, through a retaken penalty. Uh, but Haiti, I'll tell you, they surprised everyone. They looked pretty tasty, actually. Uh, they gave England quite a lot of problems. So it's going to be an exciting World Cup. I think there'll be some dark horses uh, coming a long way uh, through to the uh, knockout rounds and to the final. I don't think uh, we're going to see too many upsets nearer the final. I think it's going to be a America... England final uh, but that's me just being biased anyway I'm coming back now to uh, talk about Gateway a little bit more with my uh, guests uh, Martin and Sue um, and they're going to um, plug where they actually meet and where you can find them and uh, yes I will leave it entirely up to their hands over to you guys thank you yeah we wanted to tell you a little bit about the mustard seed which is a cafe on it's where we base ourselves. So if you want to come and find us, you'll find us there four mornings a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, between 10 and 12. And you are welcome. If you have a housing need, come and talk to us. So if you come in, you're welcome with a cup of coffee. And if you need a meal, then we'll provide you a meal. So if you need help or if you'd like to volunteer with us, do come and say hello. Excellent. Yeah, they've been absolutely brilliant. Really, kind of a home from. And they're very accessible. It is very accessible. Pretty good cakes too. <laughs> they actually do a very, very good menu, and it's very filling. Uh, I'm speaking from experience. Um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, as I said, the mustard seed in All Saints Road. Um, uh, please, please don't be put off by the fact that um, it's quite a Christian bookshop. Um, it's got many, many hidden depths, um, and the Gateway um, organisation is just one of them. Um, they're very, very friendly people, um, and you can go in there, and it's a very relaxing atmosphere. Um, so please do go along. Um, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, as Martin and Sue said. Um, if you just want to offload um, to people who will listen, um, then that's what it's all about, and you will get... Um, as much help as they can possibly give you. Um, <clears throat> speaking from experience myself, again, um, I went in there and I was um, given a three-course meal a day. Um, I was helped with all sorts of um, financial, fiscal uh, worries. Um, and I was worried about my mental health, and it was just really good to um, offload. Um, and Martin and Sue are just like the tip of the iceberg, uh, there are other members who uh, they were just about to introduce, if I'm not springing this one on you. Okay. Um, well, there is, um, we have a volunteer team who mm -hmm. are crucial. Yeah. Um, and some have experience that gives them insight. 
to actually engage with people. Um, they will be going out in twos to see. Um, they are volunteers, all our volunteers, mm-hmm. so that they these are the ones are at the front end. Um, but I would emphasize we require volunteers. My skills is very far from that of social work. It's uh, communications, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, Sue's been in the voluntary sector. Yes, I've been in the voluntary sector for a while. But health is my healthcare is my background. But I've also worked for other charities, almshouses, and um, residential nursing homes as well. So um, I've got a broad experience in that. But um, yeah, as Martin says, we're looking for people with multiple skills. And mm-hmm. if you do think you haven't got the right skills for being a frontline volunteer please don't let that put you off because you'd never be on your own that no. you'd always be with somebody with more experience mm-hmm. and we do need people that have just got a good listening ear and will yeah. provide continuity for our clients who are going through periods that can last quite a long time as you go from the potential for being homeless through to being in your new home uh, that can be quite a long time and just somebody that can listen and be with you through that journey can be really helpful okay. and as i say i mean you know the, the volunteers themselves have had contact with other organizations like st petrox in exeter yeah um they've they um one i know is um a long time the teacher um, others actually almost with a legal background, um, but um, as I say, they've, they've they've maybe had experiences in their own life that gives them insight into th- this very strange thing that you can be on a tightrope in life and fall off. Yeah, and it can happen to those around you, those you love. You can't always necessarily um, account for it or reach them, or something mm-hmm. uh, has happened in their life. So they have that insight. Um, often will have that kind of insight. Yeah. Um, um- if you don't mind asking, what was your your background before you became into? Uh, um, I was a journalist. A journalist. A bit of local radio. So ah, oh, I used right. to know which end of a microphone. And uh, <laughs> but it, it, I mean, at one stage, I worked in local television here mm-hmm. uh, in the old days of Television Southwest. For the, anyone oh, remembering uh, Gus Honeybun? Gus Honeybun yeah. and Ian but, Sterling. Yeah, but then I worked for the BBC abroad, and then worked for UNICEF abroad. Uh, right, so, right. So uh, you're quite a well-travelled person basically with the I, I can bore for britain you could bore for britain well <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, you're not too good on the radio show and replace me that's uh... Uh, uh, that, 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 no 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 <laughs> i really wouldn't want to do that uh, i mean uh, saturday afternoon's tennis time heaven's sake oh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean going back um it took me um a life-changing action it was 10 seconds when my key wouldn't fit the lock of my house because it had been changed without my knowing it. And after 10 seconds, I realised I was homeless um, and I immediately panicked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't realise, obviously, Gateway was available then. So I spent um, a good um, couple of weeks sofa surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'd known... Um, what I know now, back then. So, so what was the pathway? Because you mentioned a GP. So, what was the actual pathway? Um, you did two weeks. Well, sofa, I, sofa I did two weeks sofa surfing, um, and then um, <clears throat> I went to my GP because I was feeling very um, ill um, mentally, um, and she um, said, "Oh, have you heard of um, Gateway?" And I said, "Well, 
you know, what, what is this um, organisation? Um, so she gave me uh, a phone number um, and said, you know, go down to uh, the mustard seed. Um, and I rang uh, a very lovely lady who uh, is called Anne Worthington. Um, I'm sure you know. Mm. Um, and within minutes, um, she was meeting me with um, a housing officer from East Devon District Council. And they took all my details and sorted me out uh, with accommodation um, and took away all the worries I had, uh, which was a huge, huge relief off mm. my shoulders. Um, and that goes on now as well. Mm. Um, but um, with hindsight, which is a beautiful thing, um, if I'd known um, what Gateway was all about back then, before I was panicking, um, then it would have been a little bit simpler. Um, so this is why I've uh, called you guys up here today um, to promote uh, what goes on um, so people um, realise there is help immediately available and not have to panic. Yeah, I think you raised a really important uh, point there and that's not that we do this work on our own mm. uh, we do liaise with you've just mentioned East Devon District Council the housing officers we yes. liaise with social workers we liaise with the police the GP surgery the swimming pool to help those that are sleeping rough to get a, a shower and be clean so the, we've got a lot of links with other organizations and mm. it's through that that we try and coordinate a response for that particular individual that yeah. meets their needs and yeah. also i mean you know i have seen two uh, gateway volunteers turn up when i was waiting for a haircut to a hairdresser um and uh, in sidmouth and said we've got a guy who really needs to be tidied up and they tidied him up that was headliners and opposite the mustard seed mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, there, there are efforts we're, we're trying to get this local effort this local engagement uh, life is not perfect. Um, some of the situations are extremely difficult. But with the community and, and acting locally, um, with the food bank, um, with the churches, um, there's been a tremendous effort to try and put some kind of security into these situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so where does um, the funding for Gateway come from? Well, we're very fortunate that we get a funding from local organisations. So people like Sidmouth Rotary have been mm-hmm. very supportive of us and a number of other fundraising. Town Council. Uh, Town Council, yeah. um, Regis Fair, um, uh, the Focus Group in Colleton Raleigh. But the great thing about now being a charity is that we can apply for funds from large funds that require you to be a charity in order to access their funds. Mm-hmm. So we've now got a new avenue with which to mm-hmm. uh, to raise funds to to continue our work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hopping on again, when I um, was first with Gateway, they were relying on uh, just local donations from mm-hmm. churches and yeah. church collections, etc. Um, but it has actually become... Um, a very um, recognised within the community. Um, and we mustn't forget those individuals. We have a, some individuals that give regularly to us because yes. they see the need and, and we're very thankful for them too. Excellent. And without wishing to, you know, um, talk about tennis again, uh, which I, I'm an enthusiast, but the tennis club is raising for I'm doing an event to raise. And so things like that are happening. Mm-hmm. But you see, that, I mean, as we go down this road, 
any organisation dealing with people starts incurring costs. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you've got to have a database. Oh, you know, if you're going to look after Overheads always come into Absolutely. It. You know, you, um, you want to be able to keep... We, we give out these packs to people, you know, with, with um, toiletries, um, some underwear, T-shirt, things like yeah. that, and a little rucksack. All this requires has to go somewhere, be stored. And, of course, people are being very kind. But as you become more... Um, established, then you have to take responsibility to be able to manage this kind of stuff yourself. Mm. But things like the database, um, very important that you do it properly, and I think the town council supported us on that. Yes, yeah, indeed. excellent. Okay, well, I'm going to play another song for everybody, um, and then we will uh, continue this awesome chat. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, and if you're listening, obviously there will be a podcast, um, which I would recommend... Uh, you introducing your friends to um, and any other organisations who you're associated with um, so they can hear what uh, actually happens um, to um, people who need help.
If you would like to contact Sid Valley Radio, we'd love to hear from you. You can message the studio from our webpage. Just go to sidvalleyradio.co.uk and follow the link on the contact page or download our free iPhone or Android app available from the App Store or Google Play. You can also text the studio on 07565 825041 or you can email the studio studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk and don't forget you can find us on facebook and twitter at sid valley radio do you want to save on your energy and fuel bills right choice windows are now in east devon with over 20 years experience from a family-run five-star business We supply and fit A-rated windows and doors with a 10-year guarantee on all our PVC products and installations. Find us on Facebook or Google with Right Choice Windows Devon and check out our reviews. Call 07-866-304050 for a no-obligation quotation from our friendly team. That's 07-866-304050. Right Choice Windows Devon. There for you. Sid Valley Radio. Around the world all day. Every day. And we're back. Okay, right. So um, I'm here with um, Martin and Sue from... Uh, the uh, charity Gateway that has recently become a recognised charity very, very recently, which uh, is excellent news. Um, and I'm just going to read out a um, phone number for you um, if you're in dire need. This is the emergency contact number. So please listen carefully. And if you've got a pen and paper to hand, uh, please jot it down. Um, or obviously, it will be on the podcast um, when it is available. And that number is 074432-200-671. So if you are panicking um, and you feel you've got um, uh, nowhere to turn, basically, because of certain problems, please ring this number. Um, and you will find that it is absolutely life-saving. Or you could um, go to the website, which is... Or small case, uh, A Home, so that's A H O M E, at gateway sidmouth.org.uk. Okay, I'll read that out again. So it's A Home, A H O M E, at gateway sidmouth.org.uk. Um, and you will be able to find out um, all sorts of information there as well. Uh, so we're uh, going to go back to um, Martin and Sue, um, and uh, we're going to sort of like request um, people who can uh, help service um, a little bit more with um, donations and uh, their time. Um, so if you like just to um, explain um, what sort of things you would like um, the charity to have a little bit more of, um, if that's uh, an agreeable question for you, if you wouldn't mind. Thank you. So we really are looking for more volunteers to work with those people facing homelessness mm-hmm. or the rough sleeping people in Sidmouth. 
Um, either or, you don't have to do both. You don't have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we grow, we are seeing more people needing our services, sadly, yes. at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's to do with um, the cost of living crisis, um, a reduction in tenancies, uh landlords taking back repossession so mm. more people are receiving eviction notice more clients we need more volunteers yes. to talk to them and help mm. them so we would love to speak to anybody who can spare a morning a week or yeah. whatever you can to come along and help us mm. uh, we also as we, we've talked about the database where we keep our clients personal information very confidential Um, We need people to help administer that and maintain Mm -hmm. that database. So, again, if you feel you've got skills in that area which would benefit us, then that would be wonderful too. Yeah, that's lovely. I mean, like Sue just said, it's, you know, just two hours, two or three hours um, a week um, out of your time. um, Which would make a big difference. A huge difference. Um, And, you know, um, people with um, select skills... Uh, who can help, um, all, you know, all sorts of uh, all sorts of things to do with um, being um, rehoused, um, you know, looking for um, fixing um, repairs, mm. so on and so forth. You know, if you could just, you know, spend a few hours of a week out of your time, um, you could help uh, put a person or people uh, back on the road to uh, recovery which would be absolutely wonderful. Mm. So, um, yeah, please, please go along to the mustard seed. Um, just to say, yeah, this is what I do. Um, I'd love to offer my help. Or if you know someone who, um, is looking to help, um, please mention what you've heard today on the radio, um, and follow it up. Um, that's, that's the main thing, following it up. There's a lot of, um, ifs and buts, but, being positive uh, can make all the difference uh, to someone. And just come and talk to us. Yeah. Find, it, find out if, uh, you know, we're the sort of people you'd like to work with because mm-hmm. we'd like to speak to you about that and yeah. tell you how you can help. And there are sometimes some practical things that we need to uh, mm-hmm. when we help people move into a home. There are often we're often looking for people who are maybe able to put, put up a curtain rail, yeah. maybe move a piece of furniture. Um, yeah. It's you may not be able to you may not be asked to do that very often but if you are willing to give us your name and turn your hand to that then that would be fantastic to hear from you as well excellent um i think um another um thing is um transport if transport of goods and bits and pieces if you've got like a a a van you can always useful Always useful, anything like that, because sometimes you know demand is there, and and if we if we know if we can put goods together with people who need it, that'd mm. be great. But it's in the movement and whatever. Absolutely. But yeah. even people who can even write application forms for grants and things like that. You mm. know, that any organisation like this has many many different kind of areas yeah. of activity that you know so it may be that you think well I don't really have a lot to offer, but maybe I I know how to do this. You come along, we we'll snap your hand off. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, forms that need to be filled out these days for people in vulnerable uh, areas. Uh, it's like reading a foreign language. Um, mm. You don't know where to, where to start, what to write. 
Are you suggesting for any reason that they're not designed to help? I mean, you know. uh, I can't possibly comment <laughs> on that uh, before I get um, off com on the, on my back. No, um, from past experience, I know when uh, you've got you know you're claiming for something or um, you've got uh, like HM revenue on your back saying you know this and that tax codes and stuff. It's all gobbledygook. Um, and and I especially think the more you worry about it and oh. you're feeling vulnerable then it's actually harder to take on in a quiet way what the form's actually saying to you. Mm. So to have somebody that can sit beside you and just go through it very slowly with you, I think is an immense help. And and I would say another shout out is that we actually do not give, we can't give financial advice, but we will put you in touch with the right people at Citizens Advice who can, um, you know, because they have an expertise there and things like that. Mm. I, I, I know from experience when I used to get post and it was a brand envelope, I just put it under the carpet and <laughs> panic about opening it. So, yes, yeah, so um, there's all sorts of help uh, available. Um, so, please, um, there is absolutely no reason uh, to panic. Um, so, I'm going to play uh, another song. Um, and then it is, blimey, it's, it's 20 to 4 already. Um, so, we will um, come back and uh, conclude our uh, interview because we've covered... I think most of the points um, and we will uh, conclude this uh, very, very enlightening and fascinating uh, interview. Um, Thank you all for listening to this. Um, It means a lot to myself and it means an awful lot more uh, to Sue and Martin uh, and the charity and all the people out there who need help.
Okay, that was Call On Me by Eric Pritt. Um, quite apt, actually. So, it, you know, if you do need help, I've given you the number. Um, please call them. Um, so, yes, they've also uh, got a Facebook page. And uh, you can find that um, if you just type in Gateway on your Facebook account. Or you could Twitter. Uh, so send a tweet to Sidmouth Gateway. Um, and also Gateway advertise on uh, the local community pages. Um, so there is no excuse um, for either helping or contacting them. Um, so all that remains for me to say is thank you very much uh, to Martin and Sue um, for coming up to the studio and um, spending the Saturday afternoon uh, talking to me and to everyone out there. I'm sure there was a... Well, Martin's a bit of a tennis fan, but I don't think he'd be playing. No, no, it's a bit of a handicap today. Yeah. <laughs> Only if you've got flippers. <laughs> so, uh, and Sue, thank you very much for your time. Thank um, you. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, I couldn't think of a, a better way for me uh, to have Gateway promoted because I'm speaking from experience and um, a lot of people have got my number, uh, my personal number, who will no doubt be contacting me um and yeah um it really helped me to get back on my feet when i thought there was no light at the end of the tunnel so thank you very much that's that's very good to hear good luck um and you can you can find me at the mustard seed uh quite a few days of the week having a lunch um which i actually pay for now because i'm back on my feet um so yes so uh just come in, um, ask to speak to Gateway or leave a message for Rod or uh, contact me on my number. And uh, yes, so uh, thank you very much for um, sacrificing an hour of your time for me today. Thank you. So, um, I think that's everything. Yes. Thank you very much, Rod. Thank All you. the very best. No, nice to meet you. you. Good Lovely to, to, to meet you. Um, yeah. you. And I shall... Uh, Oh, oh, I shall um, see you. you. Can I leave the water here? Is that all right? Absolutely fine. Thank you very much. It's great. Um, Yep, so I'm just about to say goodbye to Martin and Sue. And uh, there we go. Thank you ever so much, guys. It's uh, lovely to meet you. Boys and girls want to hear a true story. Saturday night was at this real wild party. They had the liquor overflowing the cup About five, six strippers trying to work for a buck Then I took one girl outside with me Her name was Lonnie She went to junior high with me I said, why you up in there dancing for cash? I guess a whole lot's changed since I seen you last She said, what would you do if the sun was at home? Crying all alone on the bedroom floor Cause he's hungry And the only way to feed him is to sit with him there For a little bit of money and his daddy's gone Somewhere smoking With a baby, that's no excuse to be living all crazy. Then she looked me right square in the eye and said, Every day I wake up hoping to die. She said, I know about pay cuts. Me and my sister ran away so my daddy couldn't us. Before I was a teenager, I done been through more. You can't even relate to what would you do if the sun was at home?
every excuse. What would you do? Cause I wouldn't want my baby to go through what I went through. Come on, what would you do? Get up on my feet and stop making tired excuses. What would you do? Girl, I know what my mother can do it, baby. You can do it. What would you do with the summer's at home? Shot 
door like a broomstick with a clipboard trying to be up tight. Over capacity, rubbing us wrong, but my girl better put her up right. And we're all a bit fed up, half of us halfway wasted. In the queue, getting red up, in the queue, getting Oh yeah, we look like sickness, barely moving inches. Let's leave this line, your club will close, we'll run you out of business. What I do, what I do. That's what I do. take a few moments there because I got a little bit emotional about thinking about what I've gone through um, and believe you me I would not be here today um, chatting to you guys if it hadn't have been for Gateway um, so yeah um, please um, play the podcast to your friends uh, tell them about Gateway uh, they are a very underrated um, organisation and um they are there for people who desperately need help. Um, and like I said, I was one of those people.
there we go. Uh, there is no news today because of technical issues. Woohoo! Um, yes, so I do apologise for that. So uh, you won't be listening to Andrew Sneath with his uh, fantastic accent um, and the news headlines. Um, so yes, um, did we watch the men's Wimbledon final last week? Uh, I can't remember actually if I uh, already mentioned this. Uh, at the beginning of the show. However, I'm going to mention it again. Probably one of the greatest Wimbledon finals ever. Oh, God. When Djokovic won the first set 6-1, I thought, mm, here we go then. Here we are. It's going to be over in about an hour and 20 minutes. But how wrong, how wrong could I be? I even called uh, called it on the Saturday um, that Djokovic would um, wipe the floor with his opponent. But Alcarez came from nowhere. Where did he get all those shots from? I mean, 6-1 in the first set, defeat. I mean, he would have thought he would have lost a bit of a bit of confidence. But no, no, he just recovered. And wow, wow, what an absolute cracking game of tennis. Oh, unbelievable. Djokovic has been dethroned. And he got fined for smashing his racket uh, in the defeat. Which, you know, maybe that was a little bit... Uh, drastic, but he was very sportsmanlike uh, at the end of it, and said that he lost to the better player. Um, and Alcaraz surprised him with how well he adapted to uh, grass court tennis uh, in the final. Uh, but after losing your first set six one, you would have thought, oh, you would have lost hope. But no, he came from nowhere. And also, um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yes. Uh, disabled women's men's final as well. Did we watch that? Whoa, that was incredible. Shingo Kaneda uh, defeated Alfie Hewitt. Uh, Hewitt was going for, I think it was his fifth Wimbledon title. 4-6, uh, 7-5, 7-6 in the last set. 10-5. I mean, good grief. Um, that was awesome. I, 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 I'm wearing my baseball cap and I'm actually doffing it because... I mean, it was just phenomenal to watch. I mean, the stamina and the the shots. Oh, oh. I, anyway, that's enough of me waffling. Um, right, it's oh, dedication time. Now, it's three cats, three cats again. Jasper, Tabitha, and Helix. Oh, I tell you, you're becoming my fan club. Um, you have requested this song, um, so without further ado, here you go, guys. Get those thumbs disguised as paws. Who's gonna drive you home? 
the cars with drive and that was especially for Tabitha Helix and Jasper there we go okay moving on right I'm going to play a bit of country and western let's go for it shall we and uh, I'm going to find a song let me see now okay we'll have a bit of Dixie Chicks shall we okay and we're going to have right here we go
go, I can love you better by Dixie Chicks. Okay. The southwest of England right. is one of okay. the most beautiful uh, parts of the North country, North and here at Devon Hampers, we bring the best um, flavours from Devon and Cornwall directly to your door. We're really proud. And it says, uh, would you mind just repeating uh, the number uh, for uh, the um, sorry for Gateway? So uh, the number you need is zero seven four three two two zero zero six seven one. Okay, I shall say that again. Zero seven four three two two zero zero six. Seven one, or alternatively, uh, pop into the mustard seed between ten and twelve, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday, and they'll be only too glad uh, to see you and hear what you have to say. Um, so yes, that goes to everyone. Okay, right. Moving on, we're going to go back to. Can you believe it? Nineteen seventy-two for this song. I'm not going to introduce it because you'll know it as soon as you hear the lyrics. Okay, but can you believe that this is 51 years old? That's, uh, blimey, it's older than, uh, well, no, I'm 52.
go carly simon you're so vain from the album no secrets 1972 my word i was in nappies when that came out <laughs> oh blimey maybe i shouldn't admit to things like that but never mind i can do these things it's my show
Well, we'll keep the faith from Bon Jovi there. Oh, what a group. Oh, never a bad song. Uh, by that group, I must admit. Okay, right, well, Folk Week. Let's talk about Folk Week very briefly. Obviously, it starts on Friday, the 4th of August. Now, on Friday, the 6th of August, uh, the Radway Cinema are actually showing, can you believe it, um, a brief film um, which has been put together. um, And it's all about, um, uh, from the original folk festival, there's um, footage um, that has been edited together to make this uh, fantastic film. Um, I'm just panicking now because I had it written down and now I've completely lost it. Uh, Bear with me, as Gary would say, bear with, bear with. Um, I'm digging this out of my magic hat. Okay, so yes, on Sunday the 6th of August, um, from 5pm at the Radway, it's called A Small Quiet English Town. Um, And it's all about how the Folk Week um, became from its humble roots to an international sensation uh, over the course of years. Um, so it features um, unseen footage um, from obviously cinema or cine tapes. Blimey, remember them cine real cameras? Whew. Uh, yep, uh, up until the present day. And it features a lot of people who were well known for uh, organising, appearing, who are no longer with us uh, these days uh, in the folk festival. But no, there is a special screening uh, of this film um, on Sunday the 6th of August at 5 o'clock at the Radway. And please, please do do uh, go along and see it uh, because it, it will be a trip down memory lane and it will be very um, quite emotional for quite a few people. Uh, so yes, um, yeah, and um, if you like being in a lot of crowds... Please come into town, Folk Week, because you will be bumping into uh, the most eclectic mix of people you will ever see. Right. Anyway, moving along swiftly. Uh, This song has been requested uh, by Leah. Um, A bit of Maroon 5, I do believe. Um, So without further ado, Leah, here is your request.
Mike Jagger by Maroon 5. That one was Bullier. Okay, well, I'm just going to uh, issue an apology. Um, if there was a little bit of dead air earlier during the um, interview with uh, Martin and Sue uh, from Gateway, do apologise. There has been a lot of technical issues uh, going on. Um, so, yeah, uh, I do uh, apologise for that. Um, powers beyond my control. I am afraid. Okay, right. Uh, let me see what's coming up next. Oh, interesting. Interesting indeed. Right, we're going to have a little bit of uh, Kelly Rowland, I think. Um, and then it's half past four. Can you believe it? <laughs> Better be ready when I never when we get along. You was talking cut button up on the telephone. 
Oh, there we go. A little bit of Kelly Rowland there. Right, I'm going to push the boat out now. <laughs> going to push some boundaries. Will I get away with this song? Ooh. Ooh. Who knows? Let's go for it, eh? Let's go for it. <laughs>
and he gets in an ACDC song. Oh, my word. Oh, and it was clean. Woohoo! Now, actually, um, 99% of their songs actually do not, do not include swearing. I just thought I'd throw that in there, in the mix. Uh, anyway, yes. Um, well, last night, I went and saw uh, the latest Mission Impossible film. Which was fantastic. Oh, my word. Uh, over two and a half hours long. But it flew by. And i got to say, got to say, it was only part one. Uh, but it was probably the best one yet. It was phenomenal. 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 Boop, 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 boop. Anyway, enough madness. Let's go back to some um, sanity, I suppose I could call it. sleeping bag, I'm not gonna move, got some words on cardboard, got your picture in my hand saying, if you see this girl, can you tell her where I am, some try to hand me money, but they don't understand, I'm not broke, I'm just a broken hearted man, I know it makes no sense, but what else can I do, and how can I move? Can't be moved. 
back, I'm not gonna move. Oh, there we go. The man who can't be moved from the script. Okay, right. This one, this next song, is for Southern Belle. She knows who she is, and this song is for her.
Oh, Southern Belle. Every breath you take, I'll be watching you. Ah, right. Moving on. Oh, my word. I'm Lottie and you're listening to Sid Valley Radio. Online and around the world, there's only one SVR. Only one SVR. Right, this next song, Just Can't Get Enough, is obviously by Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. And they're actually touring Britain as from January. Can you believe it? I must get tickets. Must get tickets. Back to my college days. Oh, my word.
well, there we go. You spin me right. I'm not even going to attempt to sing that. Right. I've got the news back, so uh, I'm going to play this song into the news. song um, because we just heard um, Tony Bennett uh, sadly passed away um, so I'm going to play one of his songs for us uh, to remember him by uh, so you'll all recognise this The loveliness of Paris Seems somehow sadly gay The glory that was Rome Is of another day I've been terribly alone And forgotten in Manhattan I'm going home To my city by the bay 
I left my heart in San Francisco. High on a hill, it calls to me to be where little cable cars climb halfway to the stars. The morning fog may chill the air. I don't care. My love waits there in San Francisco. Above the blue, and windy sea, when I come home to you, San Francisco. Your golden sun will shine for me. Oh, I left my heart in San Francisco by the late great Tony Bennett, who, on a bit of a trivial trivia. Uh, announcement uh, did do a cameo in the Jim Carrey film Bruce Almighty uh, which to this day the film uh, makes me absolutely cry with laughter <laughs> right moving on uh, two more songs to go before I uh, give up my seat and say goodbye and venture out into the appalling weather um, I'm going to play uh, Deacon Blue with a Real Gone Kid. And uh, just to let you know, with the ashes, um, we have just got, uh, I can't even pronounce this guy's name, uh, Labashanya, or Labashan. He's just been caught best on bold route for 111. So England are currently 61 runs ahead. Um, and we've got to take five wickets. So I think I think we might be batting again, but who knows? It's tea at the moment, so let's hope the weather holds, so we can actually uh, start again afterwards. Right, Deacon Blue, real gone kid.
as I tear out the pages that I've got in these books to find just some words to get some reward and it's show you all the photographs that I ever got took and I play a old 45s now mean nothing to me And you're a real grown kid Maybe not, baby
The River of Dreams, uh, especially in this weather, uh, from Billy Joel. Right, one last song, and then it. I'm going to bid you farewell. Um, just going to give a quick shout out and say hello to Ian and Emma, who are furiously building Lego. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Um, after the song, um, it will be a goodbye. So I will speak to you all next week. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, um, my interview with the Gateway Organisation will be on my podcast, available to you next week. 
Thank you all for listening. Have a great weekend and come on England in the ashes. This moment